A few nits to pick after yesterday's Missouri victory, including Eli Drinkwitz play calling, but overall a really encouraging start for the Missouri Tigers after week one. Let's break it all down right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And the Tigers ended up covering the spread pretty easily yesterday, no doubt about that. The game was never in doubt, and, and frankly, that's a really, really encouraging sign. At the risk of being slightly repetitive, I thought this was a really important game for Missouri to show that they're better than last season, quite honestly. And I think they really, for the most part, showed that. Let's start with the quarterback position. I didn't think Brady Cook was incredible yesterday, didn't think he was great, but I certainly didn't think he was bad either. I thought he was okay. Frankly, I thought he looked a little bit nervous at times. And you know what? Considering this is his first start, his first major action at Faroe Field, can you blame the guy? He talked all season about how this was his dream, essentially, to be the Missouri starting quarterback. Well, guess what? He got that dream, and if he had some nerves out there for his first home start, I can't blame him a little bit. The interception, some people have been putting that on him. They're saying that he threw it too hard to Luther Burden. I think Burden would tell you he's had harder ones on the jug machines than that. I'll have to I'll tell you tomorrow definitively when I do my full YouTube breakdown of the film study of this ball game. Of course, my own film, which I spent way too much time filming instead of actually watching the game yesterday, unfortunately. But that is the burden that I carry for all of you. Yes pun intended and you know what speaking of Luther Burden how good did he look my goodness his statistics aren't going to set any records or anything from yesterday but just goes to show you it ain't always about the box score because athletically my goodness that guy checked every box on just a few a few plays there you just saw it my goodness obviously he broke about three or four tackles on that little swing pass out in the flat for the touchdown in the red zone there and the 17-yard rush. I wasn't wasn't even really expecting that one, I got to say. I wasn't expecting direct snaps to Luther Burden in week one. And by golly, I don't know if Louisiana Tech was either. They certainly weren't ready for his speed to the outside. He, he just looked like a different guy, a different player out there. You know, he looks like a pro immediately is what I'm trying to say. He looks like he's at a different level than everybody else out on the field already. Really, really impressive young man already. Kind of reminded me of Jeremy Macklin's debut a little bit against Illinois all those years ago. Obviously, Macklin had the punt return for a touchdown, a bigger, flashier statistical day, but man, Burden absolutely looked the part, and I am really looking forward to the rest of this season, in large part because of him, but also because of that Missouri defense. Hey, how about it? Good start for Blake Baker and that Missouri defense. I thought, again, the adjustment from the offseason, if you, if you want to play the run better, well, here's what you do. Put Martez Manuel 
closer to the line of scrimmage. thought Joseph Charleston did a good job in coverage on the back end. Obviously, he scored a touchdown on an interception, a ball that was deflected up in the air. And, you know, just overall an excellent job by that Missouri defense. Obviously, a couple blown coverages, it felt like, especially in the first half. It seemed like all of our safeties collectively kind of bit on that on the run action of the run pass option there on the broadcast I watched it back a little bit this morning they called it a glance route it's kind of indicative that it was a run pass option well occasionally you're gonna you see the safeties bite in like that the linebackers again we'll have the fill full film breakdown for you tomorrow but I suspect that's what we'll see an, an overplay by the linebackers and the safeties that's the kind of thing that while you want to clean it up, you, you don't want to do that. Obviously, a huge mistake there that led to a 75-yard touchdown. At the same time, it's a lot better seeing your guys make mistakes in coverage, which is going to happen occasionally. Occasionally, you're going to bite a little bit too hard, give up a big play. At the very least, at least Missouri's defensive line and front seven weren't getting blown off the ball at times like they were in last year's opener against Central Michigan. And by the way, speaking of Central Michigan, Oklahoma State, the number 12 team in the country, beat Central Michigan 58-44. to And I bring that up simply as a good comparison. Again, Missouri, you know what happened in Central Michigan last year. You can see they, obviously the Chippewas, at least scored some points on the Cowboys. And I just think Missouri, this is a very strong opener overall. What's there to really complain about? Well, maybe Eli Drinkwitz play calling. That'd be the one thing that bothered me a little bit about this game. Part of me just hopes, hey, it's the first game. Maybe Eli just doesn't want to show a whole lot to Kansas State in week two. But man, the sideways passing is back in full effect. And I'm starting to think, hey, we made excuses last year. Okay, Connor Basilak. Couldn't really move. He had a serious hamstring injury that basically made him completely immobile. So we needed to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand quickly. All right, I'll give you that. But now with a different quarterback, a guy with a little bit different of a skill set, certainly a really good runner like we saw last night in Brady Cook, boy, still once again just sideways passing galore, especially for about the first quarter and a half I'd say of the game, once Missouri seemed like they started to open it up a little bit, especially once they got in the two-minute drill. Oh, hey, a slot flag route. What do you know? That actually works. Change it up occasionally. Throw it more, maybe 15, 20 yards downfield. What a thought. But So anyway, I, I don't want to overanalyze it at this point, but gosh, after one week, I was a little bit disappointed that Missouri didn't show a little bit more a little bit more vertical passing game. Let's put it that way. But hopefully week two, hey, maybe Drinkwitz is saving the best for last. And, well, also there's another thing to actually look at. Missouri's offensive line at times didn't do the best job of protection or in the especially the short yardage run game situation a couple times. Hopefully this isn't Drinkwitz saying I don't trust my offensive line. That'd be the other thing to watch in terms of play calling from here on out. I think we'll see we'll have the answer to that question I think next week. If it's if Missouri is still just doing a lot of short timing based sideways passing, well, as you can hear my daughter in the background there, she doesn't want to see it, but if we see it next week in Manhattan against Kansas State, I think that more just is what Missouri's going to be offensively 
than, oh, we're hiding stuff. We'll have the answer next week one way or the other. And coming up, Tyron Hopper certainly looked the part, didn't he, at linebacker? Boy, that was really encouraging. If we have a star at the linebacker position, man, that's going to be a big help. And he Again, he really looked the part. Let's talk about him and the rest of the transfers who all seem to make a big impact, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But first, are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive while high? Well, what's the worst thing that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. Ha ha ha. It's no big deal, right? Well, wrong, because the truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You only put yourself in danger, but not only do you put yourself in danger, excuse me, but everyone around you as well. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high. Get a DUI. Unfortunately, Tyler Stevens' first touch, the new tight end transfer from Buffalo, well, that didn't go too well, unfortunately. A little shovel pass that he ends up losing for a fumble. But otherwise, all the other transfers, hey, so far so good. Nathaniel Peed in limited touches really looked explosive. Almost reminded me a little bit of, if you're an NFL fan, Tony Pollard from the Dallas Cowboys kind of sprung to mind for me for for whatever reason. Take that for what it's worth. But gosh, on the defensive side of the ball, Tyron Hopper, my goodness, he was all over the field, made six tackles, a couple for a loss, including a sack, also an excellent interception, a couple tipped balls led to interceptions. Well, Tyron Hopper, this was all him. He read the quarterback, jumped the route, and just took the ball away. Excellent, excellent play by him. I can't wait to break that one down in the film study without question. But also, a lot of other guys, especially on the interior of that defensive line, really had some nice days too. Of course, Joseph Charleston, the free safety, already mentioned his interception, but course Jaden Jernigan it looked like he he split time for the most part with Christian Williams the Oregon transfer and well Jernigan had his moment had a tackle for loss early in the ball game also Christian Williams the aforementioned tip ball interception well guess who tipped it Christian Williams got his big mitt up in the air so he's already made an impact and Josh Landry from Baylor got saw a lot of snaps on the interior making three tackles as well. So all this is a really good sign because obviously linebacker, the interior of Missouri's defensive line, just the interior of Missouri's defense in general, had to get a lot better against the run in particular this season. Well, again, it's Louisiana Tech. It wasn't always perfect, but so far, so good. It was also nice to see Dalen Carnell see some action in his second season in the program. I thought that was really encouraging. He played quite a bit yesterday, so really encouraging to see him out there. Also, Ennis Rakestraw just looked healthy to me. That was the most encouraging part. Weirdly, on that 75-yard touchdown pass, where obviously the, the coverage was blown, well, Rakestraw didn't have anything to do with that, but the very end there, he was hustling his butt off to, just in case, try to get a tackle, maybe the guy fumbles somehow, something. He was hustling and right there with both of his teammates. So he looked fine physically. That was the main thing I took away 
from his Thursday night. Also, I should mention that Chris Abrams' drain looked just fine on the outside. No problems there whatsoever. In fact, he looked like his normal self. And also in the punt return game, I also mentioned that, hey, in 2020, hey, that Chris Abrams drain as punt returner experiment, well, didn't exactly go that well. But, hey, yesterday he was absolutely fine. Caught all the balls, made good return, made good decisions, I should say, on when to return it, when not to return it, when to get away from the ball. So, apparently Chris has come a long way since 2020 because he looked absolutely fine there. I still suspect you will see Luther Burden back there on occasion for sure, especially in big moments perhaps, maybe as early as next week. It was also good to see Jack Abraham get into the ball game, completing a couple passes for 34 yards. He's the apparent backup at this point, unless you just think, well, Missouri wanted to see him for whatever reason because he's been on campus the least amount of time. But I think it's pretty clear he really is the backup quarterback and just, you know, off the field stuff. Glad to see he's healthy. He's finally over his post-concussion syndrome, apparently. Just want to see the, the young man out there having a good time, and apparently he did there at the end of that ball game yesterday. So good for Jack Abraham. And coming up, it was a solid crowd yesterday. It seemed actually bigger in the stadium than what was announced, I think 48, 47,000, something like that. But it seemed like they were all concentrated, especially on that student side and not so much in that upper level. So it looked good on television anyway. So a good start. Hopefully Missouri can get a win next week and really get some good crowds going here. But speaking of which, a member of that crowd was SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. He had some interesting comments about speculation that the Southeastern Conference could actually boot teams from the league. Well, let's talk about that right after these quick words. Okay, folks, my young my younger daughter Olivia is officially getting a little fussy. Here she is on YouTube, folks. Yes, ain't she cute? But we'll just have to power through these last few minutes here. Forgive me if she gets on mic, but Here's the thing, Greg Sankey on whether I've seen the reason I'm bringing this up. Some of you might think this is silly, but I've actually seen people on the Power Mizzou message boards, for instance, who act like that, who act like, by the way, they know everything about conference realignment, but then somehow don't seem to realize that, hey, guess what, guys, the SEC not going to be booting teams out of the conference, especially ones like Missouri that they just added 10 years ago. You think they're going to admit to making some horrible mistake on Missouri, which, by the way, not a mistake, but I don't know, some self-loathing Mizzou fans seem to think this is possible. Well, here's what Greg Sankey said. He said, quote, the absurdity of that knows no bounds. It isn't even on our radar. Okay, that sound you just heard is a gigantic door slamming shut and being sealed from the outside because it ain't happening, folks. Missouri is SEC forever. I can pretty much promise you anything. Unless unless all of college football, all of major college football sort of forms into some gigantic NFL-like super league, uh, short of that, the SEC is still going to be around until the day I die and Missouri is going to be in it. That's my big prediction. And finally, obviously, this was a really satisfying victory 
for Missouri and a very satisfying cover if you had him over at betonline.net. But it could have been even better for the Tigers, really, if it weren't for a couple red zone turnovers where the Tigers were moving the ball. Again, it didn't feel like Eli Drinkwitz was letting Brady cook either just yet. The play calling left a little bit to be desired. But ultimately, again, a huge victory for Missouri. Just a couple big plays given up on defense, but really I liked the explosive nature of that defense. Give us give us some turnovers, give us some sacks and tackles for loss and all that good stuff. I can I can handle the occasional big play much better than death by a thousand cuts right into the A gap. That gets old real quick, as we saw last season for the Missouri defense. But you know what? I'm going to cut this episode just a tiny bit short here because my daughter is trying to wiggle out of my lap here. But you know what? Thanks for thanks again for making Locked on Mizzou, of course, your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. Local experts, of course, as always, from Locked on plus the betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combines into one fabulous soup we call the Ultimate NFL Preview. So just search for the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on Odyssey, YouTube, or or wherever you get finer podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mizzou. Mizzou.